Hey out there to all people, and suspicious housekeepers. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who has never been recast, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. That's true, I haven't been recast. I, I won't allow it. Not for a lack of trying, but... Our yeah. director, he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Him in a stock Cut. market. <laughs> Let's try that again. Roll it back. Ah, uh, get rid of him. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh man! How was your week, Cortland? Uh, it's been an it's been an all right week, Brandon. I finished that Goosebumps game. Ooh, how yeah. did it end? Uh, R.L. Stein came in, saved the day. You know, it goes. Did he really? He did. Yeah. I called him up on the telly, and I was like, "Bitch, get over here!" And he was like, "All right, I got nothing better to do." And then he came in and swooped in, saved the day. I was useless. It was great. Did it have any actual like voice acting from the man himself? It had one line from Jack Black that was like, ah, okay. stop right there or something like that. And I was like, oh, there he is, you guys. And then this motherfucker popped on screen that looked neither like Jack Black nor R.L. Stein. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to either one. Nah. <laughs> it was great. That is great. But other than that, I've been on a zombie movie kick really, Ooh. really recently. I know, right? Have so you been watching seen, a couple like, new ones or watching your old favorites? No, I decided I wanted to watch ones I haven't seen before. So uh, I watched this one called The Battery, which was okay. It was very, very low budget, and uh, it could you could definitely tell. And uh, it felt like it was very anticlimactic. You know, it, it oh. felt like an episode of a TV show. And then, like, you're like, okay, and what's next? And then there is nothing next. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What what decade is this from? Uh, I think it's from, like, the early 2010s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, when zombies were starting to get hot again. Yeah, then when they was the hot, you know. Um, And then I watched one, I, I watched a TV show called Dead Set, which was uh the start of a zombie apocalypse, but there's, like, people trapped in, like, a Big Brother-style house. So, hmm. um, that one was... That one was all right, too. Interesting concept. Yeah, it was like five episodes long. I think it came out back in like 2009 or something like that. It was all right. And then I watched one called The Girl with All the Gifts, and I'm like halfway through that one right now. And um, that one is more uh, more of The Last of Us kind of style. Uh, okay. Yeah, that one's so pretty good darker. so far. Yeah, it's got Glenn Close in it, too, and she's great. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. Because I haven't yeah. heard of any of the things you've mentioned. Yeah, that one was from 2019, so very new. And uh, pretty good. I have only watched half of it, though, so I, I can't really say for sure how much I like it. Yeah, it could totally be shit at the end. And then, you know, you're out there recommending it when it's complete garbage. Yeah, I'm the kind of person where uh, somebody's like, I need a zombie movie to recommend. And I'm like, I'll type some stuff out and then be like, no, no, this is shit. And then delete it all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll talk about it in a podcast. What's the number one? Number one zombie movie for me? Yeah, just what's the number one recommendation you'd give for a zombie movie? For someone who's oh. like, I've never heard of zombies. I um, If people are comfortable with reading subtitles, I would say Train to Busan. Really? Yeah, it was fantastic. Have you watched it yet? No. Never have. Ooh, you'd recommend that over like Dawn of the Dead. If somebody were like, hey, can I get like a little bit of a modern take on zombies? I would absolutely recommend Train to Busan. 100%. Wow. I really need to see that. It was so good. And uh, if somebody was like, I just want it kind of like a classic zombie romp, I would say if they're kind of like older, or I mean, sorry, if they're kind of younger, I would say the new, like the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. um, if they are 
comfortable with like the 70s and stuff dawn of the dead all the way all right i know how people get you know that generational gap with their movies yeah you can just look at someone size them up and tell them (laughs) i know the perfect zombie movie for you yeah that's what i do every day are you wearing glasses or not i know which one you want Mm -hmm. are you uh you know you got pigtails are you bald i know what you like (laughs) Yep. zombie movie whisperer it's a gift as, well, some people would call it a curse, but... Reminds me of a teenage drama book I read once uh, called The Espressologist, where a girl... Oh, Lord. <laughs> ...is a barista, and she, like, reads people's body language and everything and, like, recommends them a coffee, but also the love of their life. She's a wow. matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> how was your week brandon did you do anything awesome yeah, it was all right um i mean the most exciting thing i did this week was like go see a school musical oh girl tell so me my everything. daughter had a school musical and it was very cool it like watching these they do it every year but mm-hmm. this is this is uh my daughter's first time doing it because they haven't done it in the last couple of years for some reason but um this is her first year and I've seen many of these, and it's always like, wow, this is, like, amazing, and I'm so glad that they they do this, because the whole school takes part. Everyone in the school's in it. Are they forced and, to? I mean, yeah, you have to. Oh, okay, You have okay. to be part of the musical. <laughs> but you don't have to, like, try out for a role. You can just be part of the, like, songs and dances. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, really cool that they do it, because, you know, art is important, and it's always, like, the first thing cut. Yeah. And it's amazing. But also, watching it is like, okay, I care about the three minutes where my child is <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. And then the other two hours, I'm like, all right, let's go. But um, yeah, it was all right. But like the first five minutes into the play, some fucking couple behind me just started arguing out loud. Oh my god! Swearing at a a children's musical. Yeah, this girl, this like twelve-year-old girl, is on stage like singing a solo song. Oh, and there's people behind me like, "Oh, you fucking this and and like, get out of here! (laughs) Told you to leave." And the the this performance was being recorded. They had like three cameras, expensive-looking cameras there, and it was like a big production. And man, like how classless do you have to be? You can't even, like, sit and watch a fucking school musical without getting dragged out by security, kicking and screaming. Oh, my God. Well, I can see why you loved it, you little drama queen, you. Oh, my God. It was so good. I got so much gloss. (laughs) You know all the dirty details about your neighbors. (laughs) Well, that's incredible. Yeah. You should have also been recording it on your phone and then sending it to me, because Uh, I want to know. I know. I know. I missed the chance. I could have had a prime TikTok right there. (sighs) But, Cortland, just as exciting as that, Yeah, we have an episode of Goosebumps here. Oh, gosh. I wouldn't say Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a stretch. Uh, Today, we're talking about Deep Trouble, the beginning of the end for Goosebumps. Oh, man. Yeah, this is uh, part one of the final episode. And man, what a choice to end it on this one. Oh boy, Brandon. Yeah, the official penultimate episode of Goosebumps. Before we get into the episode itself, like, this is not a series finale. (laughs) Like, I mean, hey, maybe part two, they kick it into high gear, but, uh, 
this one. Uh, Not so much. This season is eight episodes, so... They they must have known this was the final season. I imagine that this was not the last filmed episode. I think that might have been Cry of the Cat or something. I don't know. In Cry of the Cat, you know, say what you want about the quality, but it has more of like a this is what Goosebumps is all about kind of vibe to it. Yeah. This one this, this one is, it's a weird one. It's a weird one to end it on. Cortland, what did you think of part one of Deep Trouble? I thought that I needed to rewatch it because I was so bored. I didn't really contain a lot of the information that was being presented to me. I don't know who any of these characters are. I don't know a single thing about any of them. And I wonder if that's because this is based off of Deep Trouble 2 and they expect me to already know Uncle Hank or whatever his name was and and the random housekeeper and then three other dudes or whatever. And I'm like, who are these people? What is going on? <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think they just don't explain or <laughs> don't care. Like, spoilers, a dude goes missing for like a week or something, and then they briefly talk about him, and then they find him, and I'm like, who is this now? I don't know who this is. Yeah. What are the it's... kids? I don't even... <laughs> I don't know. I. It's very, very, very boring, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> spoilers yeah, like I, it doesn't tune this one out you guys on. you can turn it off like not gonna be a lot of laughs on this one. <laughs> yeah skip this one <laughs> go, right, go right to the recap episode yeah right. you'll get everything you need yeah i've just i'm just left very confused and i don't know like i said i don't know if that's because i wasn't paying attention enough or because the show didn't present me with enough information Maybe this was the final filmed episode, and they submitted it to Fox Kids, and they were like, all right, this is the last episode of the season, and then they watched it, and they were like, that's it, shut it down. <laughs> we're done here. And they're like, but wait, we have so many more. Uh, chicken, chicken, Beast Arl from the Stein East. Stein doesn't stop writing these. <laughs> we need to keep going. No, no, that's probably what happened. The head of uh, Fox Kids was just like, this we're going on to the next hotness yeah more eek the cat where's where's that life with louie we need a, a seventh <laughs> season <laughs> oh that would be great i know they'll never bring it back now dang all right <sighs> okay we, so well, this podcast is getting too too much of a downer yeah we have to we gotta bring reel it back, back into reality by here. talking about deep trouble <laughs> yeah. all right so i'll start at the beginning as okay. we do this episode starts out on a sunny day, which is pretty rare for these shows. Indeed. Uh, we are by an ocean or a lake or... Something. Something. Some a body of water. body of water. And a teenaged girl is sitting in a boat, like, 30 feet from the shore, fishing. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, a shark's fin appears on top of the water, and fake Jaws music starts playing. The girl, not noticing it, says, Hello? fish let's go already i'm not gonna sit here all day all right when she said hello into the water i was like huh <laughs> and then she was like fish and I was like, oh okay she's talking to the fish she's aquaman whatever nothing wrong with that except sure. being aquaman the shark continues to get closer the girl whose name is sheena yes which we we get a couple of jokes about that for some reason. Well, it's the same joke, but... Over and over again, yeah. She tells the water, Okay, I give up. And she starts to get up to leave when she gets a bite on her line. 
She says, I got one, as she reels in a tiny little, like, anchovy-sized fish. I didn't even notice if there was a fish on her end. I thought she was just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing. Okay. She turns around and finally notices the fin making its way toward her boat. She gets up and yells, Shark! We get a camera angle from directly behind the fin as it gets closer. It cuts from that to a teenage boy on shore with a giant remote control. Classic. Sheena gets to shore, still yelling about a shark, when this boy runs up laughing, saying, Is that why they call you Sheena the Jungle? <laughs> gotcha, 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 with a fake shark. Um, This would be scary, though, I gotta say. Like, if I was out on a boat or whatever, and there was just this giant shark fin coming at me, I'd be concerned. Yeah. It it would be very scary. Um, It is a very fake-looking shark fin, but you wouldn't be able to tell that from a distance. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it must be the ocean... If, you know, you see a shark fin and you go, yeah, that's a real thing that it could be. Yeah. This one time I was in the middle of a lake, right? And I was swimming around with a couple of kids. This was probably like 12 years ago or something like that. And one of the kids was so scared that there was going to be a shark in this like man-made. Well, I don't know if it's man-made. But anyway, in this lake, you know, this freshwater Mm -hmm. lake. And I was like, no, you don't have to worry about sharks. There's not going to be any sharks. Alligators, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not wrong, though. Um, this remote-controlled fin that this this kid has, why? Why does he have this? How does he have this? It's never mentioned again. <laughs> well, maybe it's part of part two, but I don't know. He just wanted to... He's just having a goof, Brandon. He's having a goof. Okay. I mean, some, you gotta have some goof sometime. Yeah, they're bored. They have yeah, nothing to they, do. They need goofs. She asks for help getting out of the boat. And the boy, whose name is Billy, says, You're so scared of getting wet. Why did you go fishing in the first place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sheena says that this place is so boring, she had to find something to do. Then she adds, Why did mom and dad have to dump us with Uncle Harold for the whole summer? So there you yeah. go. There's the exposition of the whole setup. There for the summer. They're bored. <laughs> This is not unlike any other episode of Goosebumps thus far. Parents always be dropping their kids off. Every chance I get, I'm like, yep, can you just take my child for the entire fucking summer? Like, give me a break. (laughs) Billy thinks that Uncle Harold is pretty cool, but Sheena says he's weird, and he treats them like they're kids. And Billy says, but we are kids. How old do you think they are? These kids are like 13, 14, maybe. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I gotta say, Sheena is wearing, like, a fishing hat, and she she wears it for, like, half the episode. Like, they're not fishing for very long in this episode, but she keeps it on for quite a long time. And she looks like Ugg from Salute Your Shorts when she's wearing it. She does look like Ugg, yeah. (laughs) She also has, like, some overalls on that are brown, and she's got, like, this flowery, it almost looks like Fruit Loop cereal uh, shirt on underneath the overalls. But it's flowers, it's a look. I promise. Yeah, it's something. And then uh, Billy's got on like this uh, really stylish shirt that I could see your brother wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like camo-y kind of shirt, but, you know, grays and blacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he'd wear that. Sheena doesn't respond because she's already complaining that they're in the middle of nowhere with no good radio stations, no TV, and even the fish are boring. Billy notices something at his feet, and he starts digging in the sand. He pulls it out and shows Sheena, who asks what it is. 
and he tells her it must be a shark tooth. Oh my god, this thing. This thing was made by uh, the prop master, Alan Duquette, who mm-hmm. I uh, did an interview with. But man, it looks kind of uh, phallic a little bit. Kind of looks like a butt or some balls or something. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big dong. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's quite large. It's like the size of the shark fin itself. She says, can't be. Any shark with a tooth that size must be. And they both look at each other and start running. And then my confusion began. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> That's where the part of the episode that makes sense ends. Yep. They're like, this can't possibly be a big shark unless, you know, and then they look at each other and they look at the water and then they start running away as if a giant shark is going to come out of that water right now, hop on land and start chasing them. Yeah. They're like, we have to run before a shark has to come on shore and we don't have the budget for that. (laughs) So let's get far away from the beach (laughs) so that we have an excuse for that not to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. They're like, fuck, we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They they make so many, like, dumb decisions and just think dumb things. We'll get to it, but... Okay, okay. Yeah, they're, they're quite stupid, uh, I think. They run all the way to Uncle Harold's house, which is not too far from the beach. In the house, they call out for Uncle Harold, but nobody responds. I will say, too, when they're running uh, they're running to the house, like, we get this little bit of a creeper cam thing where we can hear, like, a heavy breathing and stuff. And I'm like, is that the shark? <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. You'll never know. They search the house some more until they find some green goo splattered on the floor. Oh, boy. Sheena this... says, well, somebody is here. And Billy asks how she figures, and she responds, I don't know. This doesn't look normal. This looks like cat vomit, or like like an animal had diarrhea and ran through the house with it. Yeah, it does. It's not like glowing green, like toxic waste or anything. And it's it's just, just some stains. Just some sludge. Billy puts his hands in the goo and sniffs it. Fuck, of course he does. <laughs> he says it smells like seawater. From outside the window... We get some patented Goosebumps Creeper Cam again. My fave. The kids get up and follow the slime trail. Sheena says, whatever it is, I'm sure it left. The trail leads to the front door, which is open. We get some more Creeper Cam as Billy says he's going to take a look outside. Sheena doesn't really want to go looking for this thing, but Billy tells her, you said it was boring around here, right? Well, guess what? Things just got unboring. Yeah, Sheena's like, hey, can we just skip this part and make this a one-parter episode? And, <laughs> and Billy's like, no, no way. <laughs> We're making this a two-parter. We're panning out everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not much happens. And uh, they could have just, I don't know, played some board games or something at this point. So Billy goes outside, armed with a broom. He looks around and calls out for anybody to show themselves. And there's one part where like, he looks around a corner... And there's like a musical sting, but Uh Uh the camera stays on his face. So it's like we don't see what he sees, and he doesn't see anything anyway. So it's just completely pointless. Yeah, yeah. This is really oddly directed. I don't know like why they would set that up and then just not follow through with it. This entire part is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the biggest waste of times I've seen in Goosebumps, honestly. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything that happens later. He's just the over there with a broom, like, moving some plants aside and seeing yeah. if there's something behind it. And it's like, it's like attacking the trees with the broom. 
and nothing happens. The creepy man just keeps thing. watching him as he goes back in the house and says, There's nothing out there. Nothing to be scared of. Sheena says, I wasn't scared. And he tells her, Oh, yeah, right. Sheena the jungle strikes again, huh? Oh, my God. Number two. Yeah. Just count him up. There's a sound from outside, and Billy is startled, which causes him to sweep a glass figurine off the table with his broom, <laughs> which shatters on the floor. It plays in somewhat slow motion while he, like, knocks it off the shelf and it falls to the ground and shatters. And it's this, like, uh, captain, you know, like a old sea shanty captain guy that just falls and shatters on the ground. And I love their reaction to it. They're just like, oh, no. And then they're like, anyway, yeah, walk away exactly. from it. <laughs> he literally has a broom in his hand and he just puts it aside and walks away from it. <laughs> it's such bullshit yeah and it comes oh up later God. and it makes it even worse i i loved it oh man <sighs> they could step on that you know that kid from it came from underneath the sink would stomp on that stuff but they're yeah. just like nah let's let's not let's not worry about that doesn't matter uncle harold doesn't care there's like another minute of walking around yelling uncle harold and then they come to a door billy says Maybe Uncle Harold is in Uncle Harold's lab. And Sheena goes, Uncle Harold's lab? As in, Uncle Harold's lab that we're never ever meant to go into unless it's an emergency? Yup. A.K.A. the basement. Yeah. Billy tells her, giant sharks count as emergencies. And at this point, I was like, oh yeah, the shark. That's like the whole reason <laughs> they came back to the house. Yeah, remember he went outside to check for it. Yeah, they went... Went around the house yelling Uncle Harold for so long, I forgot why they were there. <laughs> yeah, the episode did too. <laughs> they open the door, and there's a giant green glow coming from the basement, which is fairy, don't go in the basement. Yep. Or stay out of the basement. I always forget. Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. They get down into the basement, which is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. It's a massive laboratory, which looks way better than any other lab that they've had on the show. All the other, like, fake labs they've had on the show have been, like, a shelf from Ikea with some old VCRs on it and, yeah, like, a, a Kool-Aid pitcher filled with green goo. This one is, is really nice looking, but yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It's filled with aquariums and lots of various colors of liquid and vials and stuff. Billy picks up a flask filled with green goo, because it's always green, and smells yeah, it. It's the scariest color. I love that's that's his first reaction to everything, is to smell it. Like he's a fucking dog, and be like, what's this? <laughs> it's a superpower. It's a twist of the episode. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your very distracted main character. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. We're so thankful for you spending some time with us. I've got a couple of updates to tell you about. So first, we have our handle updated on Twitter. You can find us now at UANpod. We're still on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. I wanted to try to make everything a little bit more connected. Speaking of social media, I've been making a lot of video content in the form of TikToks. You can find us there at Pride Island Presents. I don't think I can update that one. I've also been posting the videos to YouTube as YouTube Shorts, so you can find us there if you search Private Island, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know there's a lot of different avenues, so for a condensed list, you can just look at our episode description. 
We're headed into the holiday season, and that means holiday cards are getting sent to patrons soon. If you'd like to support the show and get sent a holiday card from me, become a patron at patreon.com slash privateisland. There's a lot of other great rewards like early release episodes, bloopers, video episodes, and more. I'm working really hard on getting all of the Goosebumps bloopers up soon, and they're pretty hilarious. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth of Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Preston, Lyle, and Eddie, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Right now, we're less than 3,000 downloads away from reaching our huge milestone of 100,000 downloads. I'd love to hit this by the end of the year, but I really need your help. If you're really enjoying our show, please spread the word. Tell a friend, recommend us on social media, tag us in some of your posts. This would really make my year. Once we hit 100,000, I want to get a really nice giveaway going just to show my love to all our diehard fans. I've had a couple of comments about how refreshing it is to see my face thanks to the new videos I've been making. So if you ever want to just hang out with me and chat with me live, I've got quite a schedule. So first... I go live on Instagram every Wednesday night at 7.30pm Eastern, and we watch full-length episodes of horror anthology shows. It's a ton of fun, and I love seeing everybody that stops by. Second, I go live on Twitch pretty regularly. You can find me there at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. And I typically stream on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights for sure, usually starting around 9pm Eastern. I've got tons of custom Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps sound bites that you can play for me, and every follow plays a short video of everybody's favorite character, Beth, from The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. I know this update was a little longer than usual, but for now, I'll let you get back to part one of the final episode of Goosebumps, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. He says that the goose smells like the slime from upstairs, and Sheena tells him, how exciting. Now, put it back. Mm -hmm. So it smells like the ocean. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Billy tells her, no way! I'm going to look at this under a microscope. Yeah, what? Where's this coming from, Billy? I'm going to go look at this under a microscope? Why? When? What, yeah. Is this yep, something it you It looks do? like green goo. <laughs> looks very green under the microscope. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> they were looking for Uncle Harold. Why is he just picking things up and being like, microscope? He's so distracted. I don't get it. They fight over the vial, pulling it back and forth before Billy says, Fine, have it! And he lets go, which causes Sheena to throw it over her head behind her. It lands in a fish tank and shatters. These kids just break everything. God damn. They're like me when I always went to your house. Broke everything. Yeah, you did. You did break everything. They go and look at it, and there's like... Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. There's like a fake plastic fish bobbing up and down in the water. Uh, It looks bad. it, It looks very bad. And it would be so easy to make it not look bad, but they have this like... Uh, plastic thing just on a string or something just going up and down and it looks terrible it's like a a fake piranha kind of fish but it has spines like a puffer fish that makes no sense the door to the basement opens and the kids hide as uncle harold and another man walk into the basement the other guy says harold be reasonable we aren't sure anything has happened at all 
Harold responds, Luis has been missing for over a week. That's not like him, Ritter. I like the part where he's like, we're not sure if anything's happened at all. And I was like, yeah, that sums up the episode very well so far. <laughs> it's a little bit of meta commentary. Mm-hmm. Ritter says, that's exactly like him. He's a good lab assistant, but he's a flake. He probably just decided to take a vacation without telling us. Okay, so Ritter is the other dude? Yeah. Okay. Uncle Harold thinks that they should still tell the authorities, and Ritter reminds Harold that if the authorities are told, they will search this lab, and the project will be shut down. Harold says, Maybe it deserves to be shut down. B-13 is my mistake, and it's up to me to stop it. Okay. The two men leave, and Billy and Sheena pop out, and Billy wonders what B-13 is. Sheena don't give a shit. She just wants to clean up their mess and get out of there. No, she doesn't. She doesn't want to clean yeah, anything. It's, it's very surprising coming from her. Billy notices a framed portrait of three men on a beach. One is Uncle Harold. The other one is that Ritter guy. Mm-hmm. And then presumably Luis. Sure. That'd be, that'd be nice and convenient for the plot. Billy picks it up and says, Must be that guy who disappeared. Wonder what happened to him. There's a sound of glass shattering. And Billy says, Sheena. What did you do? Yeah, Sheena. Explain yourself. Yeah, Sheena the jungle. Ah, got her. Glass. He walks a little bit, and they find glass on the floor, and also some little rocks. Sheena looks up, and her eyes go wide. She goes, Billy, look! And Billy looks in the direction he's already looking, but yep. now he sees what Sheena's talking about. <laughs> The fake fish from the tank that they dropped the goo into is now sitting on top of the table, about the size of the table itself, like Uh free from the tank, which exploded. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, this this prop looks okay. Oh, yeah, I like it. It's not terrible looking. It looks all right. This giant puffer fish piranha hybrid thing. Yeah. With spikes jutting out of it for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but it looks good. Yeah. It gives a little roar, and Billy grabs (laughs) Sheena to duck under a desk with him. The fish shoots barbs out of its skin like bullets, shattering lab equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, quite a defense mechanism. Yeah. I can't complain, because this is the only action of the episode. Spoilers. Yes, this is definitely the highlight of the episode here. I don't know why the fish is doing this, but... uh... It does it. It doesn't make sense. Like like most of this episode, but whatever. When the fish stops for like a second, the kids decide that it's a good time to stand up and have a look. But then Sheena yells, It's gonna go again! <laughs> and they hide. Oh, okay. They hide as the fish shoots spikes everywhere. They manage to get behind a door, and quills pierce through it, narrowly missing them. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. Yeah, it reminds me of Jumanji for some reason. Does that happen in Jumanji? I mean, the... Poison plant spits barbs, but... Yeah, something like that. Um, It reminded me of The Shining. Never heard of it. Oh, okay. Billy looks around the closet, saying, There's gotta be a back door to this thing. To the closet? Yes, Billy. Okay. (laughs) Sheena says, What? They put fire escapes in closets now? (laughs) Billy asks her, You got any better ideas? And Sheena says, Just one. And she starts screaming, Help! At the top of her lungs. Billy shushes her, saying that if the fish thinks that it killed them, maybe it will leave them alone. Billy is so dumb. Okay, (laughs) so. He's very dumb. 
That makes no sense. The, you know what a better dialogue would have been? Like, hey, oh, oh, the fish, it needs water to live. If we just wait it out, it'll die. Yes, because it's, exactly. It's currently not in water because it just broke its container. Just sit for like three minutes. Yeah, they'll come out and it'll be all like, boop, 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 like that. It'll, because it'll be dead. Yeah. When she, when she started screaming and he shushed her, I thought he was going to be like, <laughs> the fish will hear you. He's going to come in. <laughs> the door handle starts jiggling like Jurassic Park. I mean, that's not, not what happens, right? Mm. Well, it's not the fish. <laughs> they don't know that, though. <sighs> they go to the door to listen for the fish, and there's no sound, so they figure it's a good time to go out. The door handle starts to turn on its own, and Billy and Sheena both go to grab the door to pull it closed. Why? Billy says, I can't hold on, it's too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what the fuck are you doing? This is what I'm talking about. Like, this fucking idiot is like, oh, where's the back door to this closet? And he sees the door handle jiggling. He's like, the fish. The fish will go get us. <laughs> so stupid. The door opens, and it's Uncle Harold, of course. Yeah, unsurprisingly, it's a human being. <laughs> Unsurprising to us, but Billy must have been like, what? It's a people? <laughs> They both go to say his name, but he puts his hand out to shut them up and orders them out of the closet. He marches them out of the lab past Ritter, who is wrestling with the giant fish. He's like putting a sheet over it or something. Yeah, he's like, let's get this prop covered up. (laughs) We can't use it again. (laughs) It cuts to later, upstairs, and a maid is cleaning up the shattered glass figurine that the kids broke and left there. Yeah, I love it. We're halfway through the episode, a little bit more than that now, and there's another, there's just a new character, and she was never mentioned before. She's just a, a maid for some reason. They they broke this thing, and then he's just like, maid, take care of this. Yeah, yes, he's just like, hey, do your job. And then he turns to the kids and go, how did you guys get so, like, irresponsible and not taking <laughs> any responsibility for your actions? I just don't know. Uncle Harold wants to know what the hell they were doing in the basement. Billy explains that he saw a trail of goo and followed it. Yeah, as you do. Ritter goes, those must have been my footprints. I was trying out my new flippers in the house. Why? Who are you? (laughs) At this point, I was like, okay, what's the living situation here? Is is Ritter Uncle Harold's live-in lab partner? I think they're in a relationship personally, but um, that's what it that's what it seems like. I'm just trying to add some sort of substance to this episode, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Sheena says it was Billy's idea, Uncle Harold. Yeah, classic Sheena <laughs> of the such jungle. A shit thing to do. <laughs> Uncle Harold don't care whose idea it was. He's got sensitive experiments going on in that basement. Harold calls for Janet, which is the maid. And he oh, tells her, My niece and nephew have made another mess in the basement. Would you please clean it up? Oh my god. Fucking Uncle Harold, come on! I love this part because she's already cleaning up the first mess that they made. And there's like, she she looks so frustrated. And there's like a little musical sting that plays when she looks like at her peak frustrated. Like, these motherfuckers make me clean up goddamn shit all the fucking time. <laughs> Kids are the worst. And I'm like, I, oh I know. What was her name? Janet. I'm I'm on Janet's side. I know she's like Team meant to be Janet. very suspicious, but goddamn, I'm on I'm on Janet's side this whole episode. They are old enough to clean up their own damn messes. Harold asks the kids, "Do you have anything to say for yourselves?" And Billy shouts, "Yeah!" 
And he gets up and starts walking away. Yep. I was like, okay, Billy, do you. <laughs> and that's the last we see of Billy. No, uh, Harold and the others start following him, like, bewildered. Billy comes back out with the giant shark tooth dong thing. <laughs> yeah. Harold asks where he found it, and Billy is like, on the beach. That's what started this whole episode in the first place. And again, I was like, oh yeah, the shark tooth. Yep, yep. They got distracted so much. <laughs> well, it was that damn microscope. That sexy wow. microscope. I wanted him to use it so bad. <laughs> Harold warns the kids to stay away from the beach. Billy says, what? Well, this place is nothing but beach. If we can't go there, what are we supposed to do? That was my favorite line. This whole place is beaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's beaches all the way down. It's all beaches. Oops, all beaches. <laughs> Harold is like, I don't give a shit. Just don't do it near the water. And he walks away. And that's that. When he's gone, Sheena asks, Since when did Uncle Harold start taking nasty lessons? Oh my god. <laughs> Why is that a line in the script? <laughs> oh, oh man. Like it was the sickest burn I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't believe they got away with that. Taking nasty lessons. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like, like with the way these characters act... Maybe in the book, these characters are meant to be, like, eight years old. And they just that casted them too old, because yeah. working with eight-year-olds is a nightmare. Maybe. I don't know, Brandon. It's <laughs> stupid. Ritter tells her, take it easy on Harold. He's got a lot on his plate right now. Things aren't going so great at the lab, and every day the university is calling him looking for results. Which is also very stay out of the basement. Yeah. He says the last thing he needs is more trouble. Like what results do this university want? Because they already have some goo that can take a tiny little fish and make it massive. Which, way I'm looking at it, pretty much solves world hunger. Yeah. Just start yeah. giving all these tiny little fish this. Make them big and boom. You, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you, did. you did it. You fucking did it. Yep, you give that to one of those, like, 500-pound tunas, and boom, everybody's fed. You got sushi for everybody. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they want. Billy says, more trouble like us? Ritter doesn't say anything, but he gives them both finger guns and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Billy, you did get it. Yep, you're over there breaking literally everything you can. Making yeah. the maid do all the work, upsetting your uncle. Yep, it's you guys. You're the trouble. <laughs> You're the deep trouble. Whoa. Yeah. The title works on so many layers. <laughs> yep. He's like, you guys better stop or else you're going to be in. And he <laughs> swivels around, gives them finger guns and says, deep trouble. <laughs> and then shoots them. Yeah. <laughs> Billy goes, well, there goes our summer vacation. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> We cut to some other day. I don't know. Maybe. How, don't, how, how much time has passed. They've changed clothes, at least. Okay. Sheena is now out of her Ugg hat, and <laughs> she's just in normal human clothes. The two kids are sitting on beach chairs on the grass, playing Go Fish. Inside the house, Janet is about to set the table when she notices an empty plate sitting on it. Oh, and, no. barely controlling her rage... She walks to the door behind the kids and asks them, What did you kids do with my chocolate cake? Yeah. The kids just stare at each other, and it's silent for like five seconds. Janet says, 
You two can explain why there's no dessert for dinner. She's like, okay. She lovingly made a chocolate cake for everybody. What a wonderful woman. And then they just slid it off the plate and ate it. I guess. According <laughs> Leaving to no crumbs yet. <laughs> yeah, that plate is clean. As she's walking away, the kids are both like, I didn't even see any chocolate cake. I would have eaten it if I had. <laughs> we definitely would have eaten it. <laughs> I would have dropped that shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Janet turns around and says, And stay out of my kitchen. I'm not here to pick up after you too. She's like, tell Harold that. He's the <laughs> right. one making you <laughs> clean up everything. Billy says, Oh man, looks like the house is out of bounds too. Wrong. The kitchen yeah. is out of bounds. The kitchen is. <laughs> can't go to the beach, can't go to the Augustus house. Augustus Gloop, like, oh, if I can't go in the kitchen, there's no house. <laughs> there's no point. There's no food. <laughs> no chocolate cake, no reason to live. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> he gets up and says, I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> so he gets up and starts walking. And there's like five different camera angles of him walking through the woods. <sighs> what a waste of time this is. Yep. He sees something on the ground and stops to pick it up. It's a slice of chocolate cake. Yeah, I totally thought that was a rock first, but nah, it's chocolate cake. It looks delicious. <laughs> Smell it. Yes, that's chocolate. Uh, this reminds me of a story real quick. So I used to work at Subway, and I had this one customer come in, and my wife was working there too. We weren't married at the time. And this guy comes in, and he points at some little sausages, right? Because mm-hmm. we used to make pizzas, and you could have either sausage or pepperoni or whatever. You know, Subway, make it your way. Anyway, he looked, he points at these sausages, and he goes, what's that? Is that dog food? <laughs> <laughs> and we yep. were like... We're like, no, no, it's little sausages for the pizza. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that looks delicious. I'd like a pizza with sausage on it. And we were like, huh? How do you go from, is that dog food, to it looks delicious? I don't know. To this day, <laughs> never, I never know what the fuck was wrong with that man. <laughs> he got that sausage pizza, though. Oh, <laughs> he he got that cake, cake on the floor of the world. <laughs> <sighs> Billy calls out, Sheena, is that you? There's some creeper cam of someone watching him through some leaves. Then it looks like Billy is going to take a bite of that cake for like a second before oh, he, he drops it and keeps moving. Nah, it smells too much like seawater. Ugh, pain of my existence. He gets closer to the beach when he hears a twig snapping. He turns around slowly and starts looking in the trees for someone, being like, Haha, Sheena, very funny. But he's like clearly freaked out. So he runs away and hides behind a tree peeking around it to see if anything is there. He tells himself, get a grip, Billy. It's just an animal or something. Then he's startled by someone grabbing his shoulder. He turns around to see a beaten up looking man who says, there's a lady in the water. I thought he said baby when he, the first time I watched it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Then he collapses on the sand. Billy runs away, yelling out for Uncle Harold. So he just abandons this man. Yeah, he's good about, like, running away from problems. Really great. After a quick commercial break, we see Uncle Harold and Ritter bringing the man into the house. Janet is watching the whole thing suspiciously from behind a houseplant. Very weird. Why, though? We don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. Part two is just all credits. (laughs) It's a clip show of part one. (laughs) Ritter declares that the man is in shock. 
and he asks Billy if he said anything. Billy tells him what he said. The man starts to speak again in his days. He says, Lady Milton, island, in the water. And we should see a reaction shot of Janet again. She's like squinting her eyes. <laughs> She's so suspicious, I love it. <laughs> no. Uncle Harold says he's going to take the boat and look for this lady. Sheena is like, and leave us here? What if whatever got this dude comes to get us? Mm-hmm. Uncle Harold thinks it'll be I, and he tells them to just stay away from the water. Ritter tells Harold that he can't go alone, and that they should all go. Harold can't say no to Ritter, so he agrees. He sure can't. He doesn't want to sleep on the couch. <laughs> he tells Janet to call an ambulance and to make sure that the man is comfortable. They all leave, and as soon as they're gone, the music gets more sinister as Janet turns to look at the man. Yeah. She looks at him, suspiciously, which is her brand, and then she picks up the phone. But it's just static on the line. She says out loud, That's strange. The line's down again. I'm gonna have to take the truck for help. Okay. Alright, cool. Yeah. Glad we spent time on that. <laughs> We cut to out on the water. Ritter is zipping around at full speed in the boat, saying, This must be the last island in the bay. I'll stay in the boat while you three look for Lady Milton. So they checked all the other islands? Or... I guess. I guess it's a big archipelago. Okay. On the shore, Billy and Sheena run off excitedly. Harold puts a stop to that shit, saying that they have no idea what's on the island. The kids are like, A duh, that's why we're gonna go see... Suddenly, Ritter starts the boat engine. Harold goes, oh, what are you doing? And Ritter mm-hmm. tells him, protecting our experiment. I'm not going to let you ruin everything because you don't have the guts to see it through. Harold says, you can't just leave us on this island. That's insane. And with a shitty little smirk, Ritter says, have a nice life. What's left of it? This whole conversation takes, like, a full minute, Mm -hmm. and instead of, like, rushing to the boat and, like, knocking him into the water and taking charge of the situation, Harold just is like, no, please don't, and the (laughs) kids are like, what's going on over here? It's really dumb. You could have done so many things instead of nothing, but you chose nothing. Ritter's, like, four feet away from him, and he's just like, I'm gonna abandon you to die. (laughs) Harold's like, please don't. Please, sir. May I have some life? (laughs) so dumb Fucking it is stupid. very dumb like harold harold is bigger than this this raider guy like yeah. he's taller he, he's he looks stronger i don't know <laughs> he just accepts his fate i guess yep he's like well we're on a deserted island guess we're gonna die after ritter takes off the kids come and say is this for real and harold is just like afraid so kids <laughs> <laughs> Behind them, something is watching them through some bushes on the creeper cam. And then we get slapped with the to be continued. Oh boy. Okay. Whew. What an episode. It was Had it really all. boring. <laughs> chocolate cake? <laughs> yeah, the chocolate cake was great. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all it's got. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really, uh, I, don't, I don't know. What was the, what was the maid's name again? <laughs> Janet. Yeah, I did like Janet. She was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, Janet's the shit. Um, that's that's about it. Yeah, um, I feel like I know we're not doing alternate titles or anything this episode, but just the alternate title for this one is just don't. 
Because these kids get told they can't go here, don't do this, quit breaking shit. <sighs> and I'm on, I, I fully agree. Quit. Just stop it, kids. <laughs> Please. You're ruining everything. You're fucking up, getting in deep trouble. Just stop. Just quit it. I don't even know if I have anything more to say. This episode gave me nothing. Oh, well, yeah. whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm excited oh. to talk about the cast, at least. Okay. Let's see these bitches. Well, most of the cast, Cortland, we've already seen before. So oh. Oh, we'll just right. uh, talk about that. Uh, so first of all, Sheena Deep, because their last name is Deep, by the way. It's yeah, hasn't right? been mentioned yet. But yeah, it's Sheena Deep. And she's played by Laura Vandervoort, who we've seen a few times already. She was Ashley in Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Laser Maze? And she was also Nadine in the Haunted House Game episode of Goosebumps. So Haunted Hoose, yes. I did love I I knew it was her because at one point in the episode she's like, We need to go back to the Hoose and I was like, I've yeah. heard that Hoose before. <laughs> <laughs> she has the strongest Canadian accent I've ever seen. <laughs> and it sticks out like a sore thumb. She was in, you know, kind of talking about zombie movies, she was in the 2019 remake of Rabid, which I considered watching. Um, mm. So I might have to watch that soon, so I can be like, there's my girl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know how it is. Okay. Next up, we have Billy Deep, who is played by Todd Fennell, who we've also seen before, because mm. he played Mark in Are You Afraid of the Dark's The Tale of the Forever Game. And yeah. he also played Jim in all three parts of the tale of the Silver Sight. He played what in Silver Sight? Jim. Jim. I don't remember a Jim in that episode. Jim Gregory. Oh yes, he was. In, he was one of the kids in the in the sewers. Okay. Jim. Everyone knows Jim. <laughs> oh, of course, it's Jim Gregory. Duh. Yeah, uh, Jim Gregory. I, I knew I knew him, but I thought he was the kid from the Blob that ate everyone. Oh, I could see how you think that. Yeah. I'm dumb, so. He had, he had a very blobbish. <laughs> very blob qualities, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we've seen him before. We've talked about him before. That's that's him. Now, we've got Dr. Harold Deep, who's played by Paul Miller. Mm-hmm. And Paul has 55 credits on IMDb, so he's got some creds. Uh, oh, damn it, we've already seen him before, too. <laughs> Oh, we have. Apparently, he played the dad in The Barking Ghost. Mm, don't even remember a dad in that episode, but okay. What are you talking about? He's like, fuck my chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> These damn dogs is eating my chicken salad. Uh, Yeah, so all you need to know about him is that he was in 23 episodes of Psy Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. <laughs> ah, he's the main character. Yeah, he's he's the king of that show, man. He was also in The Good Witch. Yeah, he was. Um, Jake Ritter is played by Mark Ellis. And Mark has 27 credits on IMDb. This role in Goosebumps was like pretty much his first acting role. And he's he was in something called Paradise Falls. He was in something called Dash and Lily. Mm-hmm, my favorite. And his most recent role was in 2011, where he played an uh, episode of... Flashpoint as the possible bomber. Well, uncredited role. He did do some writing too. He just wrote an episode for a TV show called Transplant this year. So he's still doing oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah, he actually wrote fifty-five episodes of Flashpoint, which huh. seems like it's all of them. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so yeah, good for you, Mark Ellis. Uh, lastly, we have Janet, who's played by Maria Vakristis, who we've also seen before. Jeez, what was she in? She, let me scroll down this giant IMDb. She seems like somebody that would be in a lot of things. Okay, so <gasps> she was Big Edna in Werewolf Skin, the bus yeah. Okay, I loved her. In so that she was amazing in that episode, but didn't really get that much time to shine. And in this one, she's not as good of a character, but you do get to see more of her, which yeah. is cool. She's, she's a great actress. She's Helen from Tommy Boy. That's all you need to know. That's that, yeah. So that's the cast. That's everybody. This episode, uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for Deep Trouble Part 1. Yeah. Cortland, where do you think we're going with this? See, we've got got some mystery here. Like, obviously, Janet's got something going on with her, and there's this whole woman in the water nonsense. Mm -hmm. And also, maybe a giant shark in the water? There's a lot of, uh... A lot of things that it could be. I don't. I have no idea where this is going to go. I don't know if they're going to start doing like castaway stuff. Like, all right, we got to build a shelter. Go get the coconuts, kids. Or if it's going to be like an island of clones, because that's a that's a classic trope, right? From a movie. Yeah. I only know it from the Proud Family movie, but <laughs> I know I know there's that's an actual movie. <laughs> yeah. I know there's an that's actual true. movie that has that plot, but I don't know what movie uh, the it island. is. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, the island. Um, I have no idea, Brandon. I hope we see a giant shark. That's all I want. Uh, well, if anything, we'll see a normal sized shark. But I'm like, fine with that too. Superimposed. I'm fine with a normal looking shark too. I'm cool with it. I want a shark. Yeah. Sharks are just cool. I love sharks. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> I think that's it. Ultimately, I think it's going to be terrible <laughs> based on this this episode already. All right. Well, let's see. Part one of Deep Trouble has a 6.2 on IMDb. Okay. And part two has a 6.4. So according to IMDb, it gets ever so slightly better. But we know that IMDb ratings, it's usually the opposite. So it might be ever so slightly worse. That's fine. You know what? (laughs) Is it? It's the the last episode, Brandon. That's true. I don't care what happens. It's the last episode. It'll be a good time talking about it at least. There's going to be, like, mutant fish people or some bullshit, isn't there? All right, we have to cut. Uh, He knows (laughs) too much. (laughs) We gotta go. (laughs) All right, Corlin, I will talk to you next week for Deep Trouble Part 2, the end of this whole Goosebumps experiment. Oh, my God. I can't. It's been a ride. Dude, I gotta say, like, it came so fast. I feel like we... I feel like we say this all the time, but we just started Goosebumps like a year ago and we're done with it already. And oh, my God. After we get through this last painstaking episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll see you next week, Cortland. I have been up all night. I'm getting out of here. All right. Me too. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Winston and Uncle Harold start taking nasty lessons.